June 21, 2009, the celebrated host of Go Vegan Radio, Bob Linden, launched the first ever Vegan Earth Day with a festival that included the Vegan Earth Day for a Vegan World Seminar. Though Supreme Master Ching Hai was unable to attend as the invited guest of honor due to her busy schedule, she graciously shared her insights about society's advancement toward ideal moral values through an inspirational video message. Dignitaries who attended the seminar included Rip Esselstyn, vegan firefighter and author of the New York Times bestseller, The Engine 2 Diet, Christine Garcia, vegan animal rights activist, founder and lead counsel of the Animal Law Office in San Francisco, Krista Rose, animal rights activist, founder and president of Last Chance for Animals, and author of In Your Face from Actor to Animal Activist, Jonelle Romero, Native American vegan and producer of the first American Indian Internet television channel, Red Nation Television Channel, and Janice Belson, vegan executive director of Medicines Global. The seminar was also covered by KTLA, a television station in Southern California. We now invite you to listen to the live seminar, Vegan Earth Day for a Vegan World, in Woodland Hills, California, USA, on June 21st, 2009. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to our celebration of the first ever Vegan Earth Day, a historic occasion, and we're so pleased to have you be a part of it. Let's give yourselves a hand for uh, attending today here in... Southern California Community Fest. Thank you so much. All the caring people attending here today as we created the first ever Vegan Earth Day because it's necessary that we ask everyone on Earth to go vegan to save the Earth. Now that we know with problems with global warming and deforestation and drought and disease and world hunger and war and violence, there is an answer. We know the problems. We have the solution. It's to go vegan. And on Vegan Earth Day, we're telling everybody about it. And we're so glad to have you here. And we have so many wonderful people who have attended. We have uh, real heroes in our presence today. Uh, Chris DeRose, the founder of Last Chance for Animals, a uh, wonderful uh, heroic figure who uh, showed vivisection to the world for the first time, the horrors of vivisection. Uh, we have people who are in, in the rescue, like uh, Lori Houston, who uh, founded Farm Sanctuary and now has Animal Acres in Acton. And Janelle Romero, we thank you for a beautiful opening ceremony today, Native American uh, Indian ceremony, vegan. And, uh, and Dr. Esselstyn coming here and telling everyone, you don't have to have heart disease. It's totally preventable, reversible. And his son, uh, Christine Garcia, animal attorney, all people dedicated to compassion in the world. And uh, today is the summer solstice, uh, the day of most light. So we're, we hope we're shining light uh, on the need to go vegan, that people can see that uh, it is the only answer. Um, those of us who really care about animals, uh, we find that the key to solving all our problems is in kindness to animals. Isn't it amazing that when we're kind to animals and we don't eat them, we don't get heart disease, cancer, stroke. We don't have uh, the environmental problems that we do. And this day is so important, it's recognized worldwide. Uh, there are celebrations going on in Europe and Asia and Canada. 
And this was recognized in the United States Congress this week by Congressmember Dennis Kucinich of Ohio, who happens to be the only vegan in Congress. Yes. <laughs> the Congressmember I trust. <laughs> He wants a Department of Peace. Well, from a vegan, you get somebody suggesting a Department of Peace. I believe we have his letter uh, that he sent to me from the House of Representatives. And Laurie Houston, you're going to uh, read it. Uh, Laurie Houston, Farm Sanctuary, with Dennis Kucinich's letter. Thank you. As declared by the U.S. Congress, presidential vegan candidate Dennis Kucinich House of Representative of Ohio, in honor of Vegan Earth Day. Madam Speaker, I rise today in honor and recognition of Vegan Earth Day 2009. On June 21, 2009, members of the community will promote and celebrate the healthy and environmentally sound vegan lifestyle, abstaining from the consumption or use of animals and any animal byproducts. Studies show that a vegan saves a ton and a half of carbon emissions per year. Vegans also require much less water in the production of their food. With the effects of climate change becoming more evident and water becoming more of a precious commodity, these individuals are leading the way to a cleaner and greener future by promoting the consumption of fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, and other organic fruits. I also stand in recognition of the events organizer, Bob Linden, as he continues to demonstrate outstanding leadership on conservation, humane treatment of animals, and healthy eating habits. This year's Vegan Earth Day will feature environmental and health experts, live music, animal adoptions, and activities for kids that set the stage for other organizations across the country to follow in their footsteps. Madam Speaker and colleagues, please join me in honor of the program coordinator, Bob Linden, Pierce College, and the event volunteers as they celebrate Vegan Earth Day. I stand in recognition of the important contributions such an event will add to the promotion of living environmentally conscious lifestyles across the country. U.S. Congress. Wow. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. Vegans are in Congress, huh? And we also had a special message from Congressmember Kucinich for us uh, who are celebrating uh, Vegan Earth Day, a community fest here and around the world. So let's see that now. Hi, I'm Dennis Kucinich, and I want to say hello to everyone at the Vegan Earth Day Community Festival. It's important that we celebrate uh, this day, not only because it's the summer solstice, but also because for many people it's the beginning of new opportunities to be able to make a transformation in the choices they make about their food every day. What does it mean to be a vegan? Well, I can share with you what it's meant to me. When I made that decision back in 1995, I was in a different state of health. For many years, I suffered from what some know as Crohn's disease, and I was told that there was no cure for it. But by a vegan diet and by the use of Chinese medicine as an extra help, um, I don't have a problem anymore. 
I just want to tell you that for health reasons, for compassion for animals, uh, there are many reasons that people can make that change, and also for helping to save the planet. Uh, there are many reasons why uh, a person may be a vegan, as there are vegans, I suppose. Uh, but for me, it's been an, one of the most important decisions in my life. It's enabled me to have increased clarity and vitality, and it's given me uh, uh, a, a joy of life that I can't say that I really had when I had another diet of, uh, that was weighing me down uh, physically and spiritually. I'm so grateful that all of you uh, have come together on this important occasion to be able to renew friendships and also to renew commitments. Uh, now, finally, the national media is starting to recognize the importance of the food that we eat with respect to uh, someone's health and also with respect to its impact on uh, the environment. Uh, when I uh, was traveling the country and would tell people that I was a vegan, they weren't sure if that was a political party or not. Uh, they weren't sure if that was some ethnic group. Uh, but as I've had the chance to inform people and share with them my own understanding of what it's meant uh, to my own health, as well as to uh, the health of animals and the happiness of animals, uh, people start listening. And in a way, each one of us, each one watching this at this moment, has the chance to affect another person and to get them to uh, explore alternatives to, to diet and the choice uh, that we make that affects our own health, the health of the planet, and the happiness and the survival of, of animals. Uh, this is something that uh, can create great joy in life, and it has for me. And I'm grateful uh, for all my friends in the vegan community who have shown a continued commitment and a pledge to you, uh, my willingness, to keep spreading the word and uh, to keep letting people know how important it is that we reflect on the impact of our choice of diet on the world and on ourselves. So thank you very much. Go vegan. Vegans have come a long way, and, and it's important that we do so, because meat and dairy do cause global warming more than all transportation combined. And we're in drought-stricken California. I, as a vegan, need 10,000 gallons of water to grow my food in a year. Uh, a meat eater needs 320,000 gallons. So each vegan in this room is saving 300,000 gallons of water each year. Please give yourself a hand for your heroic lifestyle as you save that water, 100 animals a year, an acre of trees. What a heroic lifestyle it is. And it's an honor for me to host a radio program called Go Vegan with Bob Linden. So uh, you can uh, hear that at GoVeganRadio.com. Uh, Congressmember Kucinich has been a guest. And so has Supreme Master Ching Hai, uh, from whom we will uh, hear uh, shortly now. Uh, Supreme Master Ching Hai is a three-time invited lecturer for the United Nations and recipient of the World Peace Award and the World Spiritual Leadership Award. Supreme Master Ching Hai is the living example of love in action. She has dedicated her life with passionate and unwavering devotion to rescuing those in need, people who suffer in disasters, whether it be floods or fires or earthquakes. 
And uh, now the planet needs rescuing, and uh, Supreme Master Ching Hai uh, knows that. And uh, almost single-handedly, I think, between Supreme Master TV and SupremeMasterTV.com and GoVeganRadio.com, we're the only ones bringing this message to the world to, to be veg, go green, and do good deeds for the benefit of all beings. And of course, when we say go veg, we mean go vegan. Uh, Supreme Master Shanghai is the winner of the Goosey uh, Peace Award, source of inspiration for Supreme Master Television, uh, which is a very constructive channel uh, broadcast around the globe on 14 satellite platforms with subtitles in up to 42 languages. I'm happy to say my program featured. I received an award, Shining World Hero, uh, from Supreme Master, and uh, I was honored by that. I realize that being vegan is so heroic, and I share that award with all of you who are uh, vegan and, and care for animals. So it's all our award. We're all shining world heroes. Um, so Supreme Master Ching Hai is a trailblazer, and she understands that the single most effective way to stop global warming and the global climate crisis is to go vegan. Through her presence at 13 climate change conferences in nine countries on four continents, they were all broadcast worldwide, she's inspired countless people to embrace the new golden era where all beings live in harmony and love, and that would be a world where we all go vegan. So now, let us hear from Supreme Master Ching Hai. Father's Day. Hello. My grateful greeting to all of you, the organizers who worked passionately for this event, and the participants who brushed aside other important obligations to show support and care by coming to this gathering. I am honored to be are invited. Though I cannot personally be there with you, my heart is with you, and my best wishes for your endeavor. I wish also what you wish, a healthy, survived, happy, peaceful planet. And we're working together toward this goal. Through hundreds of thousands of years, of history, humankind has evolved. We have come a long way. How far may surprise us. And it may surprise us that even war is not the worst thing that happened. They are far worse killers. If you allow, I will name them for your sake. Perhaps for my sake as well. <laughs> We live together on the same planet. We have the same concern. So what concerns you concerns me. There was a time when humans killed other humans even just to eat. Now doing so is a crime. We call it murder. People killing people, the most heinous crime of all crimes. Whether old or young, light-skinned or dark, Christian or Muslim, Buddhist, 
or sick. To take the life of a human is in some places still punishable with one's own life being taken in return. Today, people kill animals to eat, but now humanity is being called to an even more elevated and compassionate moral level of conduct. A future day is dawning where killing animals too shall be called a crime. It has happened in some places already. In America, a teen has just been recently judged as to have been committed a crime by killing serially 19 cats. In the civilized society that should be, we protest war, we hold rallies to stop the senseless killing of human against human. We plea with governments to enact policies of peace. We judge the murderer as one whose standards are less than human. As one guilty of an act so unimaginable that the person is shunned by society for the rest of his or her life. An entire elaborate legal system is established an enormous squad of personnel and forces are employed to impose punishment for the reprehensible act of causing death to another human, for robbing others of their beloved or their kin. Evidence is gathered, juries are summoned, the most learned judges preside, armed guards stand watch, Impenetrable prisons are built. Police risk their safety in defense of human life. And schools and families teach moral conduct. All to prevent such crimes from occurring. We take much time, energy, and our collective resources to protect life thus. One day, we will also protest against the murder of our animal co-inhabitants, and by extension, we will denounce anything in the future that kills. Because killing is a crime that must be stopped. These silent killers, they are unnoticed by most of us. They are in our home. Every day, I will try to point them out. It may surprise you, it may not. To some of you, it is obvious. To some of you, will be the first time that you realize who our enemy truly is. Killer number one, meat or animal products, animal so-called food. Surprised? There will be more. Meat kills 
literally billions, a staggering 55 billion animals, eight times, eight times, eight times the entire global human population are killed for human consumption each and every year. This is not even counting the several billion fish that perish, with a total loss that translates to more than 155 million beings killed every day. Humans die too each year because of meat and fish and anything related to animal consumption. Nearly 33 million people succumb to meat-related diseases annually through heart disease, cancer, and other conditions that claim the lives of more than 90,000 persons each day. 90,000 persons die each day because of animal consumption. And then there are those who cannot obtain food because the grain they need are used to feed animals that will be killed for meat. Approximately 25,000 people die of hunger every day. On top of the 90,000 people who die because of meat, there are 25,000 people die of hunger indirectly also because of meat. And now, on top of this, we have hundreds of thousands of people die each year as the victims of mid-course global warming. And we have tens of millions of others who are made homeless due to climate change. We call them climate refugees, if there is a term. In fact, they have no status. And this is not included the innocent wildlife and domestic animals who suffer because of meat-related problems. Meat causes global warming and kills, and kills, and kills. Therefore, meat is murder, a crime that must be stopped. Although some of you already know the horrifying effect of meat-related disease, I make a rundown here for the sake of those who are not aware. Some diseases related to meat consumption and production. Mad cow disease, 90% of the population at risk. Swine flu, you know already, presently. The world pandemic. Ebola resistant virus. Cure meat and fish increases leukemia risk in children. Antibiotic resistant superbug infections from a strain of Staphylococcus aureus. Blue tongue disease. E. coli. Salmonella. Bird flu. Pig disease. Listeriosis. Shellfish poisoning. Preeclampsia. Campylobacter. Clostridium difficile disease hidden even in healthy appearing livestock. 
Now, some of the cause of meat eating. Infertility. Eating just one serving of meat per day increases the risk of women's infertility by 32%. The more meat consumption, the more risk. Heart disease. Over 17 million lives lost globally each year. Cause of cardiovascular disease is at least 1 trillion US dollar per year. Cancer. Colon rectal cancer. Over 1 million new colon cancer patients diagnosed each year as well. More than half a million die of it. In the United States alone, colon cancer treatment costs about 6.5 billion US dollars. Millions of people are newly diagnosed with other meat-related cancers every year. Diabetes. 246 million people are affected worldwide, an estimate 174 billion US dollars spent each year on treatment in just the United States. Obesity. Worldwide, 1.6 billion adults are overweight, with 400 million more who are obese. Cost 93 billion US dollars each year for medical expenses in the United States alone. At least 2.6 million people die annually from problems related to being overweight or obese. Environmental cost, meat and related production, uses up to 70% of clean water, pollutes most of the water bodies, deforests the lungs of the earth, uses up to 43% of the world's cereal, uses up to 85% of the world's soy, causes war hunger and war, causes 80% of global warming, plus more. The list goes on. Now, even milk, which we have been told officially to be good for us, is, on the contrary, poison and causing diseases and, of course, financial loss. Here are some. Bacteria, microbes, pesticides, and enzymes found in cheese derived from the inner stomach linings of other animals. Up to 80% of the calories in cheese are from pure fat. Breast, prostate, and testicular cancer from hormones present in milk, listeria and Crohn's disease, hormones and saturated fat leading to osteoporosis, obesity, diabetes, and heart disease link to higher incidences of multiple sclerosis classified as a major allergen lactose intolerance and of course global warming plus more the list goes on luckily for us we can avoid all this by a simple cure vegan diet
Here are some benefits of a vegan diet. Lower blood pressure, lower cholesterol levels, reduces type 2 diabetes, prevents stroke conditions, reverses atherosclerosis, reduces heart disease risk 50%, reduces heart surgery risk 80%, prevents many forms of cancer, stronger immune system, increases life expectancy up to 15 years, higher IQ, saves 80% of a total cost of 40 trillion US dollars for reducing global warming, uses 4.5 times less land to grow food, conserves up to 70% clean water, saves 80% of the clear Amazonian rainforest from animal grazing, a solution for world hunger, free up to 3.4 billion hectares of land, free up to 760 million tons of grain every year, that is half of the world's grain supply, consume one-third fossil fuels of those used for meat production, reduces pollution from untreated animal waste, maintains clean air, saves 4.5 tons of emissions per U.S. household per year, stop 80% of global warming or more. The list goes on. Luckily for us, we can escape all that suffering and prevent all this suffering for our loved ones by avoiding alcohol. Here are some visible benefits. A. Restores the heart. Stroke risk reduced 50% by quitting smoking and restricting alcohol consumption, along with more exercise and higher fruit and vegetable intake. Researchers in Spain find that alcohol-free beer reduces cholesterol levels along with other potential heart benefits without any of the risks associated with alcohol consumption. B. Financial saving. A Canadian study estimates alcohol intervention programs could save 880 lives and 1 billion US dollars every year. C. Reduces mortality. A 10% decline in vodka sales resulted in a significant decrease in alcohol-related deaths in Russia in one year. Exercising, drinking less alcohol, eating fruits and vegetables, and not smoking extends life expectancy by 14 years. D. Reduces cancer. A World Cancer Research Fund study finds reducing meat and alcohol consumption decreases cancer risk. E. Adds recovery. The brain's regeneration and performance are increased once alcohol consumption ceases. Alcoholic hepatitis patients can gain complete recovery if the patient gives up alcohol and has a good diet, like vegan diet. Bodybuilding 
Dotcom states that uh, bodybuilders who refrain from alcohol consumption experience benefits in terms of muscle gain, hydration, recovery, metabolism, and mental focus. F. Boots Society Wellness. A New Zealand liquor ban resulted in 98% less liquor offenses as well as a reduction in other crimes. Research in New Mexico, USA shows that Sunday bans on alcohol sales resulted in fewer collisions and traffic casualties. Alcohol-related crimes dropped by 15% following an alcohol ban in Aberystwyth, UK. An alcohol ban becomes permanent on the jetty area of Coffs Harbour City, Australia, due to its success in reducing crime. In the U.S. state of Florida, raising the legal drinking age from uh, 18 to 21 significantly reduced auto-accident-related fatalities. A voluntary ban of alcohol sales to youth under 21 in the UK's Masker village is made permanent as crime and antisocial behavior is reduced by the ban. An alcohol ban in US colleges helps overall alcohol abstention and reduces bouts of drunkenness and secondhand effects of drinking. Now we come to killer number three, namely drugs. Drugs destroy lives, intelligence, and function of countless of our kind, wrecking grief and havoc on families, darkening or terminating people's future, youth's future especially, as youths are impressionable and easily fall into this kind of temptation. Drugs can do all that. Drugs kill, often at tragically young age. Is this not an intolerable crime? Begging to be stopped? Allow me to tell those who are still not informed some of the tragic tolls of addictive drug abuse. It causes over 200,000 deaths per year not including crime-related fatalities. Cost of 181 billion U.S. dollars in the United States alone and 33 billion U.S. dollars in the U.K. annually. Lifetime cost of current drug addiction amounts to 575 billion U.S. dollars in the U.K. Harmful effects of drugs include brain damage, stroke, heart disease, liver disease, tuberculosis, emphysema, cancer, depression, suicide, permanent memory loss, mental illness, higher infant mortality, increased crime and violence, impotence. Drugs cause crime and violence 
Illegal drugs are a factor in 50% of burglaries in the United Kingdom each year. In the U.S., 60% of people arrested each year have been taking illegal drugs. 650 heroin addicts in the U.S. committed 70,000 crimes in a three-month period. Source of cost of drugs. U.S. businesses lost 100 billion U.S. dollars per year due to employees' drug and alcohol abuse. Australians pay 53 billion U.S. dollars per year for health care, law enforcement, and lost productivity of drugs users. Some environmental costs as well. Every gram of cocaine produced destroys 4.4 square meters of rainforest with 300,000 hectares of rainforest lost each year to cocaine production. Death due to drugs. 52 people die each day due to drugs in the U.S. In Canada, substance abuse is attributed to 21% of total deaths and 23% of potential life years lost due to early mortality. Plus more and more and more. How to regain our healthy, normal and worthwhile life? There is a solution. You have a solution. Here are some of the benefits of addictive drug abstinence treatment. In the U.S., treatment for drug addiction has been shown to save lives, as observed over a one-year period. Reduce crime and rebuild families, along with 69% of those treated being drug-free at least one year after treatment. 64% reduction in arrests one year after treatment. Again, this is just a one-year observation, and the trend should continue and would continue as people regain their normal health and clarity of mind due to drug-free lifestyle. A California USA study found that for every one US dollar invested in drug treatment, seven dollars was saved through reduced crime health and welfare costs, and increased income stability. 60% of cocaine and heroin in the U.S. is consumed by people who get arrested in the same year. Thus, treatment that helps them to overcome drug addiction reduces crime and market demand for drugs. A doctor in Arizona, USA, identified a new outpatient treatment for methamphetamine addicts, showing an over 60% success rate in rehabilitation. 20 years of research in the U.S. has demonstrated that drug treatment programs are effective in reducing crime, as well as improving the health and social function of participants. Drug-free workplace programs are found to result in lower absenteeism, fewer accidents, higher productivity, improved 
morale, better employee health, decreased use of expenses for health benefits, lower corporate insurance premium costs, and the list goes on. Of course, eh? we have all that on the SupremeMasterTV.com forward slash killers. Please refer to it for more detail. Also, we have them here and there on almost all our SupremeMasterTV.com blogs. So please uh, check them at random. Also on SupremeMasterTV.com forward slash SOS. Now we come to killer number four, tobacco. Nearly five and a half million people every year are robbed of their life breath by tobacco. Smoking changes one's genetic structure permanently, causing a higher risk of cancer. Sadly, this is the single most preventable cause of death in the world, making tobacco also a crime. Here are some of the tragic tolls of tobacco. 5.4 million smoking-related deaths per year worldwide. Cost of smoking-related illnesses, 96 billion U.S. dollars in the United States alone. Light and mild cigarettes, just as harmful. Causes cancer and diseases in animal companions. Speeds the aging process. Toxic residues of third-hand smoke also kill. We do not include the harm tobacco do to the children as well. Now, tobacco causes heart disease, coronary thrombosis, cerebral thrombosis, kidney failure, cause cancer, lung cancer, esophagus cancer, kidneys cancer, bladder cancer, causes chronic obstructive pulmonary disease like emphysema, bronchitis, causes stroke, impotence. Additional harms for secondhand smoking include sudden infant death syndrome, infertility, miscarriages and premature deliveries, childhood asthma, bronchitis, ear infection, cleft lip, or palate, hyperactivity, and aggression in asthmatic boys, circulatory problems in women, and more, and more, and more. The list goes on. Of course, again, lucky for us, there is solution for all this tragedy. Avoid tobacco. Say no to tobacco. Here are beneficial life-saving choices for you. A. Smoking ban safe life. Quitting smoking and restricting alcohol consumption, along with more exercise and higher fruit and vegetable intake, reduces the risk of strokes by more than half. United Kingdom's ban on smoking in public places reduces passive smoke effects, 
which are linked to loss of life for more than 11,000 people every year. In the U.S., the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration said that sales of tobacco to underage youth have reached all-time lows in all 50 states. The number of young smokers aged 18 to 29 has fallen by 30% in Victoria, Australia, thanks to the smoking bans in pubs and clubs. Smoking rates in Japan have been declining, reaching an all-time low this year. B. Smoking bans mean reduced acute coronary syndrome. Rome, Italy experienced an 11.2% decrease in acute coronary events in the first year after a smoking ban in public places went into effect. Israeli researchers reported people who stopped smoking, the increased risk of sudden cardiac death seems to disappear immediately. The National Sanitary Institute in France announced a significant decrease in heart attack rates following the country's smoking ban, with also decrease in secondhand smoke effect as well. New York, USA experienced an 8% decline in hospital admissions for severe heart attack after a comprehensive smoking ban which translates into healthcare saving of 56 million US dollar in one year. C. Smoking bans mean better health. Data from National Population Health Survey shows those who smoke have higher rates of chronic conditions such as bronchitis, asthma, and high blood pressure. Smokers and those exposed to secondhand smoke develop colon cancer about seven years earlier than non-smokers. D. Smoking bans mean healthier children. Research from Michigan State University in the USA and the David Hyde Asthma and Allergy Research Center in the UK show that the smoking habits of mothers during pregnancy increase asthma risk in some children. Children regularly exposed to secondhand smoke have more than triple the risk of lung cancer as well as higher risk of other respiratory problems later in life. E. Smoking bans are good for business. In his annual report, UK Chief Medical Officer Liam Donaldson said a public smoking ban would save an estimated £2.7 billion per year, namely £680 million saved by having a healthier and more efficient workforce, £140 million saved through fewer sick days, 430 million pounds saved from productivity loss from smoking on the job, 100 million pounds saved from cleanup costs related to cigarette smoking, plus more and more and more. 
Now you can see we have to prioritize our choices. Either the abundant, beautiful, peaceful planet, or sorrow, suffering, or worse, loss of all lives, and all these crimes of killing, from meat, alcohol, drugs, tobacco, must and will stop. In their place, what will we have? Happy longevity for animals and humans alike, limitless health and wellness, intelligence and creativity, a shared love and joy as never before remembered. In short, we will have a newly, wondrously elevated humanity in all aspects. Together, let's envision this future, our well-deserved, beautiful future, in which all lives are upheld and cherished as one and the same. Let's be happy because it seems that this day is already dawning. May heaven bless us all and God loves us. So for the sake of all that lives on this planet, let us make a wiser choice. For example, instead of meat, we eat vegan. Instead of polluting the world, we go green. Instead of intoxicants, we will be urged in the blessing of God through prayers, yoga, meditation, etc. And instead of planting drugs, we plant organic vegetables and fruits. I wish you all the best in the embracing love of heaven. So be it. Thank you for doing your part. May you be blessed. It's great to see somebody who has the courage to speak out on behalf of animals and the courage to say vegetarian isn't quite enough unless we mean vegan. So I'm just so appreciative for what she's doing for the cause of animals and her wonderful books that she's written uh, that uh, are for the cause of animals. She has uh, number one bestsellers. She has The Dogs in My Life. She has The Birds in My Life. The Noble Wilds. I mean, all such uh, examples of compassion for animals. I mean, it's, it's just so beautiful. I can't express enough my appreciation to her and the Supreme Master Ching Hai International Association who helped so much with putting together Vegan Earth Day that we're celebrating here today. So please, applause for the all the members, Supreme Master Ching Hai International Association. This event wouldn't be the success that it is today without their total dedication. Supreme Master Ching Hai has her recent book, Celestial Art, uh, Reflecting on Sustainable Life, a vibrant book. All of these are available at Amazon.com. And every vegan's dream, anybody who's a vegan wants there to be a chain of vegan restaurants. Supreme Master Ching Hai has made it happen with Loving Hut. Loving Hut is spreading all across the world. Now we have it in Alhambra, San Diego. They started in Northern California. They're across Asia. Loving Hut, vegan restaurants. Thank you, Supreme Master Ching Hai. Visit Loving Hut, lovinghut.us. 
I'm, I'm so amazed. This is so great, you know. And we do have a, a panel discussion now with uh, some of the heroes or, who are present at our uh, Vegan Earth Day celebration today, uh, taking place in Southern California, but webcast worldwide, and now our live broadcast all across the globe uh, with our message of compassion and uh, the vital information that the only way to save the planet is to go vegan. And uh, we know that meat and dairy cause global warming more than all transportation combined, and meat and dairy are causing the drought in California. So we need to save ourselves, and we all need to go vegan. And uh, featured in this discussion panel uh, for Supreme Master Ching Hai, we have the wonderful Chris DeRose of Last Chance for Animals, and uh, we have uh, Laura Houston, uh, Animal Acres, and uh, uh, Rip Esselstyn, and Janelle Romero, who delivered the Beautiful opening ceremony, uh, the American Indian uh, ceremony this morning. Janelle Romero, vegan, saying that's the way to respect Mother Earth. On Father's Day, we're respecting Mother Earth with Vegan Earth Day. And wonderful singing, too, from Janelle. And Alfredo Cuba uh, via video. Christine Garcia, animal attorney. She represents the animals, too, and speaks out for those who can't speak for themselves, just like Supreme Master Ching Hai. I'll be a participant in this, too. I have a question for Supreme Master. Um, she uh, apologizes that she wasn't able to uh, participate directly, uh, so she specifically has sent three of her representatives uh, to share her words of wisdom on the questions that our uh, panel will uh, deliver. So let's please welcome the Supreme Master Ching Hai's uh, representatives. They include Susan Gilchrist, Grace Orkin, and Rose de los Santos. So please welcome them. Supreme Master Ching Hai regrets that she cannot be here in person due to her busy schedule. She has asked us to relay her remarks and to convey her love, high regards, and best wishes. Our first speaker is a multi-talented man. Mr. Chris DeRose has been a police officer, a television reporter, and a world-renowned actor who appeared on several television series, including General Hospital, Cagney and Lacey, and The Rockford Files. When Mr. DeRose left his acting career, he started to become a real-life hero, devoting much of his time and energy to protect the dignity and save the lives of our animal companions. He is founder and president of Last Chance for Animals, a national nonprofit organization which strives to prevent the use of animals for medical research, public entertainment, clothing, or food. To raise awareness about animal issues, Mr. DeRose also wrote the book, In Your Face, From Actor to Animal Activist. For his noble actions to protect our animal companions, Mr. DeRose was presented with the International Courage of Conscience Award. He is currently the Director of Animal Welfare in West Hollywood, California. Please join me in welcoming this true hero, Mr. Chris DeRose. I believe uh, compassion, passion, and free thinking makes an individual the single most powerful entity that one can create. Therefore, no corporations, government, or conglomerates on this earth can control the commitment of one who thinks on their own. This is my belief. 
Can you shed light on this? Hello, Mr. DeDeRose. And thank you for your compassion and the passion in all that you do for the animals. And you are a hero for the animals. I so much appreciate that. Of course, you are correct that no organization or entity can control the commitment of an individual. And sometimes we must be strong as individuals. It's true. I really admire people such as yourself who stand up for the truth despite hardship or opposition. If we know the truth inside, we really have no choice but to live up to that principle. And at the same time, our world and our humanity is built on connections. Even our spirituality is built on a connection with the divine. We do not really operate alone. It may seem that way sometimes, but we are truly always connected. And the things that we do affect one another. As we see from the state of our planet right now, the actions of humans have affected other humans, as well as our animal co-inhabitants, and finally, the environment. To the extent that the Earth right now is in a perilous state, with marine habitats that are collapsing from acidification, Arctic regions that are melting with frightening phenomena, such as the permafrost that scientists are saying is melting at such a rate that it is releasing alarming amounts of the potent greenhouse gas methane, which could cause what is known as runaway global warming, along with the millions of animals killed on a daily basis to produce meat. Other animals are also perishing due to global warming. I'm sure that you are aware of many of these things already, Mr. DeRose. I only mention to remind you that these are reflections of our effect on each other and the ecosphere. So in order to remedy this situation, we must also act together to save the planet. And at the same time, there is also no need to feel alone. The world is changing. People are changing. I think you probably see this already in your organization, that more people are now showing sympathy for the animals, even developing technologies that eliminate things like animal testing. And occasionally people are charged for abusing or killing animals. I wish there were more animal protective measures, and there will be. European Parliament supports reducing meat to lower greenhouse gases. Call vote. Vote is now open. Reduce your meat consumption or stop eating meat totally. During discussions on greenhouse gas reduction goals, the Climate Committee of the European Parliament officially recognized livestock's contribution to global warming and recommended a reduction of subsidies to the livestock industry to curb methane. The European Parliament has adopted its own position on climate change as an institution and as a vice president. One of the proposals I have made is in line with your own, which is that we should eat far less meat because that's one of the major sources of greenhouse gases. Please eat less meat and let's make taxes on meat. That's definitely one of the issues we're talking about. I'd like to tell people what the cost is of eating meat for the environment worldwide. My name is Jan Solm. I'm a member of the European Parliament. Please be veg. 
Go Green, Save the Planet. Mr. DeRose, about the concept of free thinking, one is certainly free to do good or even free to commit crimes. But the highest form of free thinking is for the benefit and safety of all and supports the freedom of all beings. In other words, combining the compassion you mentioned with freedom on behalf of our co-inhabitants so that they are not harmed and instead are the recipients of that compassion. And if there are enough of these compassionate and passionate and free-thinking people, this is a powerful enough to save the planet. So please, do maintain your strong individual ideals, but do not give up on people, Mr. DeRose. Find more who are like you, of like mind to yourself, and then you will get even more people to join the trend. This is what we try to do with the Be Veg, Go Green message, is to get as many people as possible with similar understanding so that this planet can continue to exist and the animals will appreciate all the more. They only want our world to be at peace and in loving harmony. So you are serving them further by involving yourself with others and to save their world and their home. Thank you for your effort and for your love for our beautiful animal co-inhabitants. Thank you. Our next topic of discussion will be presented by Mr. Rip Esselstyn, world-class professional triathlete and firefighter from Austin, Texas. Mr. Estelston is also the author of the New York Times bestseller, The Engine 2 Diet. As firefighter in Austin, Mr. Estelston convinced his entire team of Engine 2 firefighters to eat a vegan diet. It started out as a 28-day challenge to lower cholesterol, but ended up literally changing people's lives. Today, Station 2 is known throughout the city as a plant-based station, inspiring hundreds of other firefighters to embrace the plant-strong lifestyle. Mr. Esselstyn has proven that it is macho to be vegan. In recognition of his compassionate and noble efforts in promoting the vegan lifestyle, Mr. Rip Esselstyn was the recipient of the Shining World Hero Award from Supreme Master Ching Hai. We'd also like to recognize his parents who were here earlier today, uh, his mother, Anne, and his father, who is Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn, M.D., who, with 25 years of research, created the longest study demonstrating the curative effects of the vegan diet over cardiovascular disease. Mrs. Esselstyn helped to make the study successful by preparing delicious, nutritious meals that could then be taught to the patients. We now welcome Mr. Esselstyn to present his question. 
Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Uh, hello, Supreme Master. There are more frequent disasters and diseases happening lately. Sometimes it seems like disasters are a cleansing process and provide opportunity for changes, which may serve the purpose of awakening our consciousness. Why is it that human beings have to learn through negative impact and suffering in order to improve their lives for the better? And according to the countdown date indicated on Supreme Master Television, we have about three and a half years to save our planet from the point of no return and the global warming crisis. This is truly a planetary emergency. We need to respond, Code 3, with lights and sirens. How can we unite our efforts and work harder with higher efficiency to save our home? Hi there, Mr. Rip Esselstyn. How are you and the Engine 2 Vegan Heroes? Thank you for your concern about the planet's dire state and your own efforts to help. And thank you for your thoughtful questions. Well, to answer your first question about why human beings have to go through negative experience or suffering in order to improve, sometimes we all need a stronger wake-up call to shock us out of a state of complacency. Sometimes, being too busy with survival, we get stuck in a habit or just an unaware way of life even though it's harmful or endangering our very lives. It is similar to having a long-term illness. A disease might be so entrenched in us that it takes painful surgery and hospitalization to cure us. Ultimately, the treatment, like surgery, is good for us, just not pleasant at the time. Negative experiences we should keep in mind are always the consequences of our actions, which somehow were not wholesome. So they're there to help us realize we're not doing something in the best way. We should change. Fortunately, heaven is very merciful and it actually gives us many chances to improve. So we should try to change, ask for forgiveness, and take action to correct our previous mistakes before we are reminded more harshly or worse yet, before we lose our chances to correct. To answer your second question, sir, about how to unite our efforts and work harder and efficiently to save our home, you and the Engine 2 are actually doing it already because you are a role model of the vegan solution to climate change. That's why I call you heroes, because you're truly that. Uniting to adopt the vegan diet is the most efficient and effective way to cool the planet and restore its equilibrium. Because, as we now know, livestock is the world's single largest source of methane, a greenhouse gas that traps about 72 times more heat than CO2. At the same time, methane is shorter-lived than CO2, so it will go out of the atmosphere more quickly if it is no longer produced. Now, another important aspect is the spiritual, meaning that the noble qualities of a vegan lifestyle can altogether ward off 
the negative consequences and suffering we are seeing in the form of global warming, climate change, planetary imbalance, and disasters. We mentioned earlier regarding your first question that heaven is merciful and gives us a chance to correct ourselves. Well, in the case of climate change, being vegan is this chance for us to correct and redeem ourselves before it's too late. On Supreme Master Television, we have an ad that reminds us, don't give up everything to be a world saver, just be vegan. How much more energy efficient can we get than replacing the beefsteak with a nicely marinated tofu? Thus, the vegan diet is how we should unite ourselves immediately to save our home. And in that regard, we thank you, Mr. Esselstyn, and the Engine 2 Shining Examples. Thank you. For free information about the harms of a meat diet and the benefits of a vegan diet, you can visit www.suprememastertv.com forward slash b-veg. All the material there is freely available to download and share. Thank you. We are delighted to introduce Ms. Janelle Romero, an award-winning American Indian producer, actress, and singer. As founder of the Red Nation Celebration, Ms. Romero uses film to foster an appreciation and respect for American Indian culture, art, and music. Red Nation Celebration also seeks to create better economic opportunities for Indigenous Americans through music and entertainment. When Ms. Romero played a lead role in A Girl Called Hatter Fox, she became the first Native American woman to play a leading role in a film about contemporary Native woman. She participated in the Lilith Fair, a traveling musical festival featuring female artists, and performed for the United Nations at their 60th anniversary celebration. Ms. Romero promotes a vegan diet to improve the health of the American Indian community and to save the earth. She also sang the opening ceremony for the SOS International Global Warming Seminar in Los Angeles, California, USA in July 2008. Greetings, Ms. Romero. Thank you for this honor again to be present here today to experience all the beauty that encompasses all of us here today. And um, I'd like to ask you a question. And, um, in your animal book, The Noble Wiles, you introduced the secret of noble quality and readers can come to understand the beautiful inner world of our animal friends, our animal nation. Our people all know the interconnection with animals and nature. We understand and we know there's only one earth, one sky, one moon, one sun, one you, one me, and one voice, 
And in that voice, we all have the same blood, and that's red, including our animal relations. And with that, people with animals often experience this bond as well, yet they tend to be indifferent to other animals to the point that they can eat their flesh and hunt them for fun. How can we, together, help others to regain this connection, this sacred connection, so that they can live in peace with nature and other life forms again? Hello, Ms. Romero. I am happy to hear that you already understand this inner connection with nature and the wilds. It is a very beautiful part of life, which I also tried to convey in the noble wilds. Also, the beautiful gifts offered to humans from the animals, their invisible blessings. If all of humanity can make this inner connection, we surely will live in peace. So how to do it? Well, this is a big part of our message today, the message to be veg to save the planet. Because now it is not only that we would like to live in peace with nature, we must remember how to do so, or life as we know it will be no more. So this is the way, which starts with our own life on our plate. We start with the vegan diet, something that everyone can understand from many aspects. It is the most healthy, with studies having shown that vegetarians live up to 15 years longer than meat eaters. Being veg is also the most ecological, as it halts major lethal pollution, saves vital resources such as water, air, and soil, while saving a lot of water and even food. And being veg stops 80% of global warming. These are very compelling reasons to be veg, because if everyone does so, we already save the planet. And then there is the compassion reason, to spare all life, because this is the noble way to live. Besides, all life is connected. What benefits one species will bring good to all others. To respond to your question about the things we can do to help others regain their inner connection, it's sometimes easiest to start with the logical approach of showing both the personal health side of being veg as well as the planetary benefit. These are easily demonstrated thanks to all the scientific research that points out the dangerous health risks of meat eating, such as cancer, And these days, we also hear more and more about diseases associated with meat production, including virus transmissions like bird flu and swine flu. And then along with the logic, there is also, of course, the message of compassion. Ultimately, we must turn to a kinder way of life in order to survive on the planet ourselves. Kindness begets kindness. Peace begets peace. So you are entirely correct, Ms. Romero. Please join us in spreading the message to be veg. It is a very urgent time for the earth, as you probably know. The more we all can do to help people understand the importance of being veg, 
the better our planet will be. Thank you for your question, and Providence bless you, your continued inner connection with the animals, as well as your endeavors to save their lives and the planet. Some of the diseases related to meat consumption and or production. Swine flu, Ebola reston virus. Cured meats and fish increase leukemia risk in children. Antibiotic-resistant superbug infections from a strain of Staphylococcus aureus. Blue tongue disease, E. coli, salmonella, bird flu, mad cow disease or Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, 90% of the population at risk. Pig's disease, or PMWS, listeriosis, shellfish poisoning, preeclampsia, campylobacter, clostridium difficile, diseases hidden in healthy appearing livestock. Some of the costs of meat eating. Infertility. Eating just one serving of meat per day increases the risk of women's infertility by 32%, with additional meat consumption increasing the risk. Heart disease. Over 17 million lives lost globally each year. Cost of cardiovascular disease is at least 1 trillion US dollars a year. Cancer, colon rectal cancer. Over 1 million new colon cancer patients diagnosed each year. More than 600,000 colon cancer-related mortalities annually. In the United States alone, colon cancer treatment costs about 6.5 billion US dollars. Millions of people are newly diagnosed with other meat-related cancers every year. Diabetes. 246 million people are affected worldwide. An estimated 174 billion US dollars spent each year on treatment in just the United States. Obesity. Worldwide, 1.6 billion adults are overweight, with 400 million more who are obese. Costs 93 billion US dollars each year for medical expenses in the United States alone. At least 2.6 million people die annually from problems related to being overweight or obese. Environmental. Use up to 70% of clean water. Pollute most of the water bodies. Deforest the lungs of the earth uses up to 43% of the world's cereal, uses up to 85% of the world's soy, cause world hunger and wars, 80% cause of global warming, plus more. Some of the costs of milk consumption. Bacterial microbes, pesticides and enzymes found in cheese derived from the inner stomach linings of other animals. Up to 80% of the calories in cheese are from pure fat, Breast, prostate and testicular cancer from hormones present in milk. Hysteria and Crohn's disease. Hormones and saturated fat leads to osteoporosis, obesity, diabetes and heart disease. Linked to higher incidences of multiple sclerosis. Classified as a major allergen. Lactose intolerance. Plus more. For more urgent information, please visit www.suprememastertv.com forward slash killers. Our next speaker, Mr. Alfredo Cuba, is an energetic defender of the nobility of animals. He's the founder and president of the Silicon Valley in Defense of Animals. In 1995, 
Mr. Kuba attended an Earth Day conference, much like this one, in University of Berkeley in California. Upon learning about the suffering of animals, he immediately adopted the compassionate vegan lifestyle and began defending the dignity and freedom of all animals. Through public demonstrations and the justice system, he has successfully raised awareness of the plight of captive animals. In recognition of his noble and compassionate efforts, Mr. Kuba was recently the recipient of the People for Ethical Treatment of Animals, Cesar Chavez Sisapueda Award. The words Sisapuede are Spanish for yes, it can be done. Mr. Kuba is unable to be with us in person this evening. He would like to ask Supreme Master Ching Hai, however, two questions. Can you shed light on the progress of human consciousness? And what are your thoughts on the peace movement and veganism? Mr. Kuba has also sent us his greetings in the following video. Greetings, Supreme Master Ching Hai. Uh, my name is Alfredo Cuba. I was going to talk about um, what it means to be progressive and um, eating animals is cruel and being cruel to animals is not being progressive. Also, eating animals causes world hunger because they're squandering of resources. And causing world hunger is not being progressive. Also, when we eat animals, we cause deforestation, killing wildlife, desertification, and many other environmental catastrophes. And that is not being progressive. Being vegan, on the other hand, is being progressive because it prevents all of these uh, atrocities. Also, I wanted to talk briefly about being peaceful and nonviolent. Being peaceful and nonviolent is a universal. And so when we eat animals and devour other living beings, we are not being peaceful. And so being vegan is being peaceful and nonviolent because we are being uh, not cruel uh, to all life. We thank Mr. Kuba for his question, and this is Supreme Master Ching Hai's answer to him. Hello, Mr. Kuba. Congratulations to your being the first ever recipient of PETA Cesar Chavez Cisapueda Award. You deserve even more. Thank you for your strong-hearted statement about veganism and peace for all beings. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree with what you say regarding the progress of human consciousness and behavior. The noble qualities of compassion and peace have been upheld since time immemorial by all true spiritual teachings. However, humanity as a whole has not always been ready to accept these principles. Sadly, not all of us knew how important they were for our own survival. For example, at this urgent time on the planet, we must stop the killing animals, or humanity will perish as well. In past times, people may not have known of this truth, 
or tried to ignore it, being too busy or feeling too inconvenienced. The good news for us now is that humanity does have the chance to become aware and ponder over this due to the urgent state of our world. Also, I have mentioned at another time that we have passed the tipping point for vegetarianism, meaning that enough people in this world have become veg that it will be easier for the rest to adopt this lifestyle as long as they are open to changing their habits. So people like yourself, Mr. Kuba, who already uphold and live the values of true peace, are especially valued in helping spread the word to reawaken this awareness in others. We need every person possible to bring the message of peace for all beings to help the earth avert crisis. It really is that important. So I thank you for the work you have done already and ask that you please continue. Regarding the peace movement and veganism, yes, being vegan does mean nonviolence. As you may be aware, there are some groups, such as the Jains, that practice peace to the extent that they even refrain from eating certain vegetables whose harvest might cause harm to underground beings such as the earthworm. This is another level of what is also known as ahimsa, or doing no harm. We believe in ahimsa, and we try to live the way of ahimsa, or nonviolence. Now, how to promote these values of peace in today's world? The great philosopher Confucius taught that world peace starts with ourselves. We must first cultivate ourselves, then take care of our family, then we can govern our country and pacify the world. So we start with changing our own lifestyle, which you have already done, and you have my sincere appreciation for that. And the lifestyle of a vegan diet is most peaceful, just as the proverb says. First, the vegan diet is making peace with our own body. Because it is the healthiest and kindest diet we could ever have to our being. Millions upon millions of deaths due to heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and obesity could be virtually gone. We will have a stronger immune system to face other kinds of diseases, which would not plague us. New deadly viruses like the swine flu or worse would not plague us anymore because it has been clearly shown that these viruses are being bred in factory farms. Hundreds of billions of U.S. dollars in health costs could be saved. The well-known medical doctor, Neil Bernard, said the beef industry has contributed to more American deaths than all the wars of this century, all natural disasters, and all automobile accidents combined. Next, to be vegan is to make peace with the animals by ending their slaughter of billions and halting the suffering. We need to realize that there is no real pleasure and certainly no benefit from partaking in the flesh of a sentient being. Veganism allows peace for our fellow human beings as well. If we don't eat meat and dairy, we eliminate the work situations that currently demand killing. This high-stress, depressing work is found in factory farms and slaughterhouses, is strongly linked to high crime rates, domestic abuse, and substance abuse 
in these communities. We cannot have peace, really, until we do away with this unpeaceful meat system. There is another way that the vegan diet brings peace to our fellow human beings, and that is the fact that a billion people won't have to go to bed hungry anymore because all the precious grains will be freed from going to fatten the poor livestock. Grains, enough to feed 2 billion people, actually, and it isn't even the animal's natural food that is being forced upon them. Going further, peace for our country. In a vegan society, there are more balanced economies because, let's face it, in the meat system, it is incredibly inefficient. If anything, there is only short-term gain. For example, one study found that the cost of mitigating global warming, estimated at 40 trillion U.S. dollars, could be reduced by 80% if everyone switched to an organic vegan diet. A study found that the Amazon rainforest provides more economic gain if left intact, as opposed to if it is deforested. In fact, we gain 6,820 U.S. dollars per hectare of intact Amazon land. We gain 1,000 U.S. dollars only if we clear the forest for commercial timber. And can you guess how much money we make if we clear that hectare for cattle pasture? A mere $148. Leo Tolstoy said, as long as there are slaughterhouses, there will be battlefields. Pythagoras said, for as long as men massacre animals, they will kill each other. Think of all the lives, human lives and family happiness and economic prosperity we gain in a world without war. And finally, a vegan lifestyle helps us make peace big time with our environment, our planet. We can stop 80% of global warming. At the least, we could eliminate greenhouse gas emissions that are much more than that of the world's transportation sectors combined. The oceans and rivers, life and pure water will be restored. Currently, there are hundreds of oceanic dead zones created largely from nitrogen fertilizer runoff associated with livestock production. They have been growing in number and size. These would be eliminated, along with the ocean acidification that already threatens many coral reefs and other marine life, which is caused by increased CO2 absorption and in the seawaters due to rising atmospheric temperatures. The disappearance of oceanic dead zones created from livestock, nitrogen runoff, and the ocean acidification could be eased with planetary cooling. There would cease to be millions of gallons of toxic animal waste choking our rivers and underground water supplies. One cow produces 20 times the waste of a human. And the manure of all the farmed animals in the U.S., for example, leave behind 100 times the sewage of the people. 100 times. I'm sorry, it's not pleasant, but I'm sure you would agree it would be nice to have a planet without the extra landmarks of waste hills and lagoons. And there's more. Of the Amazon deforested since 1970, 91% has been used for livestock and meat production. And meat production continues to rapidly expand 
in Brazil. Livestock grazing is known to be a major factor in land degradation, causing it to become unusable for a very long time. However, with a vegan population, even land considered barren from deforestation and trampling and grazing of livestock will recover. Another factor is air quality, from which livestock generates 64% of ammonia, contributing to acid rain, 37% of the methane, and 65% of the nitrous oxide in the atmosphere. Hydrogen sulfide is another poisonous gas produced as a byproduct of farmed animal operations. Thus, acid rain and other atmospheric hazards will diminish greatly so that trees and other flora can thrive again. Return to nature and organic vegan cultivation, the land can even become a vast carbon sink, absorbing 40% of greenhouse gases to further cool the earth. And these are just the physical signs of an emerging peace, not to mention the spiritual tranquility we gain for ourselves and for the planet's benevolent, blessful vibration. So being vegan is the first and foremost important step of the peace movement. And we have to help everyone out of this to sow the seeds of the next era of progress and lead the new peace movement of our times for the world, for the newborn generation, for the future generation, and for us now. Meanwhile, animals thank you, Mr. Kuba. The animals know of your love, and God knows of your love. So please continue with your work in that love. Thank you for your caring question and your part in saving our planet. Next, we invite to the stage Ms. Christine Garcia Esquire, founder and lead counsel for the Animal Law Office in San Francisco. Early in her career, while working with firms in other areas of law, she pursued her desire to help animals by taking pro bono animal-related cases and by volunteering with organizations such as In Defense of Animals, Animal Care and Control, and Reunion Rescue's Pit Bull Rescue Group. Since 2001, Ms. Garcia has dedicated her time solely to using the legal system for protecting animal rights. Her firm takes cases on a free basis to continue giving animals and animal rights activists a voice and presence in the judicial process. Ms. Garcia is also producer and director of the San Francisco television show, Ethics and Animals. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. I have a question for dear Supreme Master. I noticed the growth of the international vegan chain restaurant, Loving Hut. I... I love that they are opening everywhere, and I personally absolutely love the food. I noticed that some of the dishes could be adopted by other restaurants if they were interested. So what can I do? How would you recommend that I try to get other restaurants interested in serving delicious vegan dishes, such as the ones at Loving Hut restaurants? Thank you very much for your question. And here is Supreme Master Ching Hai's reply to you. Hello, Miss Christine Garcia. 
It's nice to know you and hear about your courageous work defending the innocent animals. What a truly noble and dedicated true lawyer you are. The animals must thank you so much and love you. Thank you for your kind words about loving Hutt. I am also pleased that they are opening in many places, with more and more all the time. And whenever a new loving Hutt opens, the response has been fantastic. It seems people are so welcoming and really ready to eat in a healthy, wholesome, and vegan way. They tell us they just feel so good when they eat the food. So they keep coming back all the time with their families and friends and co-workers. The dishes are often a fusion of both local and international, so there is a lot of variety. And they're always made with the freshest ingredients and made with love, of course, because it's animal-free and made with care for the world. No suffering, only love and peace of mind the secret ingredients, which makes a true, nourishing, nutritious meal. Well, you can always suggest to the restaurant what you think people would like and let the restaurant decide. You can tell them that you observe that nowadays people are more into healthy but fast and affordable dining and that animal-free food can still be very delicious and it's eco-friendly, eco-chic and green. Perhaps they could start with a section on their menu, a vegan section, and experiment from there. Feel free to contact Loving Hut. They would be more than happy to share information about recipes and tips on vegan food. Some restaurants even have classes for the public to learn how to cook traditional meals a la vegan. It's all about know-how, and it's easy and fun to be veg. I'm glad the public is more and more open to vegan cuisine, and I think once they can try it, they'll be more and more interested. That's what Loving Hut is all about, really. And when it's more accessible and available, people are given awareness of environmental protection and a choice. And for sure, they'll choose the better, healthier, tastier, eco-friendlier, and compassionate vegan diet. Thank you, Ms. Garcia, for your enthusiastic support for good vegan food. Please help spread the word, yes? And heaven bless you for helping the animals and saving our world. Thank you. A vegetarian diet sustains life Sustains the earth, sustains humans, sustains animals. Well, we are very concerned about the impact of livestock production on climate change. Very much our message is and always has been that we think people should be eating less meat. That's actually good for people's health to do that. But it is clear that we need to be eating less meat. And so I think the message to go out there and discover some more vegetables and to really understand that we don't need to be eating meat three times a day. We really do not. Thank you.
A vegetarian lifestyle is almost all that we need right now to stop the global warming, to balance the scale of the negative consequences. Even physically speaking, most of the pollution will be stopped by all the people on the planet being vegetarian. 80% of the pollution will be stopped. 80% of the global warming will be stopped if all people begin to be vegetarian. It will only do us good. It helps the world. It saves the planet. And it saves our children. If we really love our children, this is what we must do. Veg. Go green. Save the planet. For more urgent details, please visit www.suprememastertv.com forward slash SOS. It is our pleasure again to speak to our host, Mr. Bob Linden, a 25-year vegan. A deep lover of animals, he has dedicated his life to encouraging people into choosing a compassionate diet. Mr. Linden has a degree in broadcast communications and was a very successful turnaround artist for many radio stations across the U.S. through his compassionate, community-centered programming, management, and on-air talents. Nine years ago, at the insistence of many in the vegan community, he was encouraged to start Go Vegan Radio, a nonprofit radio show which can be heard worldwide at www.goveganradio.com. Go Vegan Radio is the first commercial vegan radio show and the first major network vegan radio program, having been aired on Air America and 26 stations across the U.S. He created the first Vegan Earth Day out of a sense of urgency to protect the planet from environmental catastrophe caused by animal agriculture before it's too late. And because he was concerned that other Earth Day celebrations neglected to link environmental destruction to animal agriculture. Welcome, Mr. Linden. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate it. I have a question prepared here for uh, Supreme Master Ching Hai, whom I've learned to love over the years uh, for her support for Go Vegan with Bob Linden, the radio program. Uh, GoVeganRadio.com. I, I, I almost have tears in my eyes to where I can't even read um, the question because I, I see all of my friends who are being honored as heroes here. Supreme Master Ching Hai honors these people who are truly heroes and, and living an, a noble life helping animals. So I'm, I'm just so impressed with the day and, and with the Supreme uh, Master Ching Hai International Association. I'm, I'm in tears that the success of this day is, is owed to them. Uh, so I do want to thank Supreme Master for her tireless efforts in, in raising awareness. I mean, look, look at the work that she's doing. She's, she's doing our work. We're family. And uh, her book, Celestial Art, is, is so beautiful and vibrant and an expression of the abundance that Earth could be if we were on the right path. And, you know, we have Vegan Earth Day today, um, the day where we ask everyone on Earth to go vegan to save the Earth. Now... What if everybody listens? What if the webcast went out there and people all across the globe now are watching this telecast? What if they do listen? What if they go vegan? 
Well, what kind of world would it be? So that would be my question uh, to Supreme Master Ching Hai, an optimistic one. I have a radio show that, that the title is Go Vegan. I'm an optimist that there will be a vegan world. But what will it look like? What would that world be? That's my curiosity. And here is Supreme Master Ching Hai's response to you, Mr. Linden. Hi, Bob. How have you been? My humble salute to your eight years hosting a world-pioneering vegan radio and still going. Bravo, Bob. You're doing a great job. Thank you for working in the noble direction. I think you very well know what direction we're walking toward. That is toward the ideal world the vision of heaven on earth. Because otherwise, I don't think you'd be doing what you are doing if it weren't for your sincere wish to see humanity changed and uplifted for the better. Yes, that is the picture of what the world would be like if everyone turns vegan right now. Just to think of it is so wonderful. Humans would be so happy elevated even without consciously knowing why, and so intelligent and creative all of a sudden, like big gates just opened in their hearts and let out so many abilities and talents and qualities that had been locked away inside for all this time because of the obstructions by disease, the pains and guilt, etc., all from animal consumption. We will become more enlightened as a whole society, able of more incredible inventions, thinking of better ways to conduct our governments, an economic system, and all other systems. Everyone will feel young and energetic and just so blissful, because at that time, we will be blessed by heaven beyond measure. We will truly walk the earth as friends of the animals, even the wild animals, and they will walk alongside us and be our friends and our helpers. There would be no more violence among humans. The word war will soon be erased from memory and perhaps dictionary. Can you imagine? Even the animal kingdom will change to reflect the new peace humankind has established in and around them. There will no longer be any fear in any heart. All will be so calm and so beautiful. We will enjoy heaven all around us. If everyone became vegan today, what I just said would come true within a matter of a few months only. It's not a distant dream. I guarantee it. Thanks, Bob. Heaven bless you and what you do. And my thanks to Supreme Master Ching Hai for that beautiful vision, which is what I think we all do feel in our hearts, and that's why we are working uh, so hard to make that happen. You know, so many of us are frustrated by the problems that we face now, war and violence and, and global warming, and yet there's an action that each of us can take. We don't have to wait for government. And it's really so delicious to save the planet, so delicious to save the animals. Just go to Loving Hut. You'll see what I mean. You know, go to Loving Hut. <laughs> go to lovinghut.us. <laughs> and you're helping everyone. 
that's the simple solution is that uh, we can all take action. We're, if we're against war, we can take violence off our plates. If we're against environmental destruction, we can take it off our plates. And so uh, I believe that I do want to thank the representatives from Supreme Master Ching Hai for uh, participating and uh, with all of their enlightening answers uh, from Supreme Master Ching Hai and all the panel members who participated, all the heroes recognized. We really appreciate your participation here. And uh, all across the globe, we encourage people to create that, that vision that we just heard. It's, it's within grasp. All we have to do is go vegan. And it's not like we're giving up something. It's not like we're sacrificing meat, you know, giving it up. It's like, get rid of it. Get rid of it. You know, it's, what are we doing eating, eating other bodies? You know, what we're eating bodies and decomposing cadavers and, and, you know, mammary secretions of other species. How did that happen? And I only say it because Supreme Master is so honest and truthful that I, uh, if she says meat is murder, she's, she's opened it up for me. You know, what can I tell you? So, uh, and I, I do invite you to listen to my uh, program. There are 200 shows archived at GoVeganRadio.com. All the reasons to go vegan. Then people say, well, what do I do? Now what do I do? Well, you know, eat it loving hut. So, uh, <laughs> I do all the time. I was in Alhambra. I went to San Diego. There's one coming to Orange County. I've been into to all the ones in the uh, Bay Area. They're spectacular. And Vegetarian House, by the way, in San Jose is spectacular. Supreme Master Ching Hai, I believe that's uh, been there for 14 years. Just an unbelievable place. So, I mean, the food is great. We have the best food. Vegans have the best food, right? So, so, so. Um, I believe it's time to uh, talk about action that we can take. It's a call to action. That's what Vegan Earth Day is. It's the day we ask everyone on Earth to go vegan to save the Earth. And so um, let, let's see uh, what Supreme Master has to say about taking action. Let's see that video now from Supreme Master Ching Hai. Solutions for the Planet from Supreme Master Ching Hai Simple Steps for Saving the World It's very easy to change the climate warming and to save the world. Just be veg, go green and do good deeds. Meditate, positive vision, spread SOS flyers, promote vegetarian diet, be frugal, planting trees, use hybrid cars, or less uh, fuel consumptive means of transportation, like carpool, bus, train, walk, bicycling, buy organic food to support organic farmers, etc. Do anything you can to support this organic vegetarian farming. Be veg, animal-free diet. The best solution for our urgent situation right now is a vegetarian diet, and it should be openly endorsed and even made into law, if possible, to protect people, animals, and our planet. The only one that we have. People must realize that putting down that piece of meat, which is poisonous, is all they have to do to obtain peace on Earth and to eliminate hunger for good and to save the planet. 
just be vegetarian and we save a lot of methane gas, a lot of transportation pollution, a lot of waste on water and land, and those land we can cultivate. A vegetarian diet can save the world through the elevating good karmic consequences and benevolent energy from the compassionate good lifestyle and also will minimize war or eliminate war altogether. Good messages from government and media. A. Government Veg Leadership. It has to start from the government and the media because they are the most powerful tools to spread information to the people at large. They have to go over the boundary of protocol and habitual routine work because this is a special situation and it needs special measurement, even desperate measurement. The government can ban the meat, indoor, outdoor, or in the restaurant. The government can let the public know about the beneficial effect that we can have by having vegetarian diet. They have to publicize it everywhere. They have to give leaflets to people to read, to make it a public job to do it. They have to create websites for vegetarian recipes or free of charge class for vegetarian cooking, vegetarian club, make it official. They could also put high tax on meat and ban it all together, and ban the killing of animals and educate people into a brand new exciting way of life. Just stop the fishing. The government has to forbid fishing because it's too important to our survival to delay any further. We must protect a living and healthy sea as it relates to our living and healthy self. We cannot live without the sea. Good messages from government and media. B. Media Veg Promotion. All the media should help to save the planet. Every day when they print the newspaper, just one headline somewhere. Be veg. Go green. Save the planet. All the billboard, every advertisement should add one sentence. And all entertainment programs, whenever they do some entertainment, they could say it before or after. Please save the planet. Be veg. Go green. Support organic farming. Everybody turn to organic farming instead of cattle rising. Organic farming use less water, less time, less labor, and produce more in abundance and healthy food for all to enjoy. And even if capital needed, the government should give them subsidies to help the organic farmer instead of using that to help the meat production, which is harmful to us. And it's easy, it's simple, cost and water effective and is ecologically, economically sound. It will absorb even 40% of CO2 if all the tillable lands are organically cultivated. Organic farming preserves topsoil. Organic farming reduces toxic farming runoff and pollutants that contaminate our water, soil, and air. So organic farming is healthier for farm workers, surrounding communities as well. And for natural wildlife. Plant veggies and trees. Plant vegetable in your garden. Instead of the grass, you plant vegetable and eat from them. And plant trees. We buy a couple of trees. 
And the government, instead of put money into war, they just use the money to pay people to plant trees where the desert, where the dry climate, where it's already damaged to revive the atmosphere. Be frugal and live sustainably. Every country should help each other to develop more sustainable energy for our shared planet, as well as to protect the health of the people and the animals. We must adopt sustainable, green, frugal lifestyles, which will support all life on the planet. Sustainable energy, solar power, wind power, and go together in one car to work or to shop together and buy those, if you can, hybrid car. Open windows, turn off aircon, or lower the aircon consumption, saving energy, recycling, etc., etc. Everyone can automatically do it daily. And even companies can lengthen their working hours or shorten their working hours accordingly. Use less hot water, shower less time, and don't keep water running while you're showering. Don't keep water running while you're brushing your teeth. Turn off your computer, turn off the light when you don't need. All the standby machine, anything, computer, TV, turn it off. You don't need to take shower every day. You can use a dry cleaning system. You wipe with the baby towel, wet towel first. One or two wet towel enough. And then you wipe yourself again with the wet towel from water. And you clean, smell nice every day, good enough. And you bath once a month, or once a week, or once every two weeks. The clothes you can wipe it also. You don't have to change and wash every day. Keep yourself clean like that and save a lot of money and resource for the earth, for the planet. You can live together in one flat instead of each one have one flat. You put money together to pay for the rent. If you put money to cook together, it's cheaper. Everybody use one electric light instead of each one one. In many places, there are already bans on the use of plastic bags. And many convenience stores are already trying to limit the use of harmful packages. We should use something less toxic and we should use our own shopping bag wherever we go to minimize whatever we can, the harmful effect to the planet. Spread the news. A. Write to the government and media. Write or talk to the government and the media and those in power, apart from what we are doing right now, like uh, distributing flyers, teaching vegetarian diet, and uh, opening vegetarian restaurants, and going to school demonstrating vegetarian diet, etc., etc. B. Hold grassroots seminars. We must make grassroots seminar to offer evidence and logic and the solution to the global warming. C. Join efforts with other veg. The wealthy ones should spend money to advertise these headlines if the media don't do it. All the vegetarian and vegan should go all out to inform people and tell them the grave situation of our time due to meat diet and convince others to switch to vegetarianism. I can only tell you that uh, I have positive feeling and that if we are working hard and with the help of all the vegetarian, fruitarians, breatharian, waterian, all the non-meat eaters out there, if they're all helping us, 
and even the meat eaters, if they're helping us also, then the planet will be safe. Meditate and pray. We have to repent and pray for heaven grace. We have to ask for forgiveness from heaven and from all beings for all the harm that we have done to them. And the powerful, collective, positive and loving power of the whole world will repel darkness that is coming toward us, that is facing us right now. One simple solution is love. That's it. We have to follow our heart. So that was uh, very inspirational, and what an enlightening day this has been on, on the day of most light, the summer solstice, um, and uh, the perfectly, this should be the day for Vegan Earth Day, June 21st, summer solstice, day of most light. Thank you so much for participating. Uh, this was the award I got from Supreme Master Ching Hai, Shining World Hero which we all share as vegans. We're all shining world heroes. You can be a shining world hero too. If you're not vegan yet, if you're still pre-vegan, today's the day. Today's the best day, Vegan Earth Day. Thank you so much. This is quite an honor to host this, to receive this award, and to put on this event. You're the best. Thank you so much. You're the best. Really appreciate it. Supreme Master speak about her passion for why people should uh, let go of a meat lifestyle and go to a vegan plant-based diet. Um, it saves so many lives and the way that she conveyed that message was just so direct and you really felt her heart coming out with that and it's a really powerful message so just uh, gratitude for putting that message out so clearly and, you know, those animals, they need our help. I want to thank uh, Supreme Master Ching Rai for, you know, uh, being a leader, a spiritual leader. What she has done is really wonderful because she believes that everybody has to go vegan and then go green and then we can all save the planet. Her spiritual soul is very, very responsible for many good things that is happening on this earth. And I actually thank her from the bottom of my heart. I mean, she is like a wonderful spiritual leader. And I thank you and namaste. What uh, a lot of good things we can do. It's not all about what the, the bad things that are happening. It gives you, gives you solutions. I thought it was a great thing. I mean, we obviously have serious problems and everyone has their solution. Uh, going vegan, obviously, is part of the solution. 